0: Hi again. (laughs) Just in case you forgot, my name's Esther, uh, one of the leaders here um, at Ebby Church. Uh, So today um, is the last week in our vision series uh, called Foundations. Um, Over the last two weeks, Stu and Derek have shared some of what we, uh, as a key leadership team, feel God's been saying to us, Ebby Church, in these weird times that we're still in. Um, And so Stu helped us have a think around um, what it looks like to have strong foundations and what it means to uh, dig deep for us individually and as church together. Uh, Last week, Derek explored the something new that God speaks about in Isaiah 43 and how this new thing often looks different to what's gone on before. Um, if you missed either of these two weeks or um, you've totally forgotten it, and you can catch up online. Um, so please do that. Um, I've definitely said this before, but as a leader, sharing vision isn't easy, um, especially when you don't have a, a five-year plan, a slick strategy, some tangible and specific goals to mark along the way. Um, we we don't have that to give you. And part of me wants to apologise. Part of me wants to try to justify that because it doesn't feel like a very leadery kind of thing to admit. Um, over the last year or so um, God has been saying four words to me. Um, Pretty much on repeat. So those four words are, take the next step. Which, of course, is great. Because God speaking is always a good thing, isn't it? (laughs) But here's my thing. I like a plan. And actually, I really want a plan. And to be honest, I need a plan And knowing God knows the plan, but I just need to take the next step, that has been really, really hard. For me, as just me, and me as a leader, those two things can really be separated, but it has been really hard. But thankfully, God is patient, amen to that, and doesn't stop speaking and leading us, even when we don't necessarily like it. And although it's taken a while, I actually think that this take the next step thing is actually a really good thing for us as church together. And the key word is together. Now is a time for us to be building together. And these two words have so many layers and possibilities to them. But specifically when it comes to vision and asking God where are you leading us? This is something we can do together and something that I think we need to do together because God speaks to all kinds of people in all kinds of ways. We're all a part of this thing. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm not shirking my responsibilities as a, as a leader, but this does like get me a little bit excited like Church family isn't about a few people bossing it and everyone else following without thinking. Church family isn't something to consume where we get our, everything we need in a 90-minute fix on a Sunday and then go on our way. Like, church family is us working out how we follow Jesus, how we live like Jesus, how we share Jesus together. Like We're all a part of this thing. at least we all can be a part of this thing. And that is what I think is exciting. So uh, today, our title is Building Together. And um, as you can see, this is where we're going with it. So we're going to look at um, something that God says from the book of Ezekiel. We're going to look at bricks. And um, something else that God says in Isaiah. So um, first thing, God says, I will. If you've got a Bible... Um, That might be helpful. There are some on the table at the back, um, but verses will also be on the screen behind me. But let's uh, get straight into Ezekiel chapter 37. A little bit of background. Um, Ezekiel is a prophet. Um, In these verses, we find him and a vision of a valley of dry bones. And it's a vision that he's right in the middle of, like literally walking around in, in amongst these dry bones. And Ezekiel and God are having a bit of a Q&A about what's going on, what he's seeing. Uh, so this is verse 5 and 6. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you, and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life then you will know that I am the Lord. God says, I will, three times in these two verses. I will make breath enter you. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you. I will put breath in you. And because God says, I will, because he speaks these words, there's something that happens. So it says, and you will come to life. And you will come to life. God repeats himself, always worth taking note of. And then he says, then you will know that I am the Lord. And I love the simplicity of God's words here. I'll do this, you'll have that. I speak, you have life. I breathe into you so you know I am who I say I am. And... Like this simple but massively important point from this is like for us as a church family to be looking ahead, to be doing anything, to be taking the next step, whatever that is, we need God's life giving breath on us, in us and through us for anything to count, for anything to make sense, for anything to work. And it's just so easy to get impatient and to force things in our way, in our time, to ignore God's invitation to do things with him, to race around, like, doing all this stuff without taking God up on his life-giving breath. And I think that there are times that we look alive, like in Ezekiel's vision, but if we're honest, we're not really. Like, we don't have God's breath in us. So... We're going to just pause here for a moment and um, I've got a prayer that I'm going to put on the screen and if you want to, um, pray this with me. But yeah, we're just going to pause. Spirit of the Lord, we choose not to focus on the dry bones of our circumstances but to fix our eyes on you instead. Only you know what is possible. Holy Spirit, we want to be fully alive, sustained by your breath. Revive us today. Yeah, Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we want to be fully alive, sustained by your breath. Yeah, will you come, will you revive us today, right here, right now? Will you help us to choose to fix our eyes on you? Yeah, only you know what is possible. yeah following on from only you know what is possible if you read a little bit further on in Ezekiel 37 um, verse 10 says so I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them they came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army what was a valley full of dry bones is now a load of people stood on their feet covered in skin and all of our stuff and with god's breath so my question is is this us are we uh god breathed on filled up and inspired community stood together like can this be us i mean the answer is obviously yes it can um not because i say it because god says so and yeah as we've just prayed and everything is possible with god so, yeah, just kind of like keep keep this in mind as we move on to our next bit where we are going to have a little look at bricks. Um, and we're going to read uh, now from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. And so Paul is speaking um, to a group of people from very different backgrounds, Jews and Gentiles. Um, And these people often separated themselves from each other and they had very different ideas of what following Jesus looked like. Um, So let's have a read. And um, we're using the message version here. And as I read it, um, ask yourself these questions. Like, what sticks out to you? What sounds great? And is there anything in here that's a little bit hard to swallow? So... uh, this is Ephesians two nineteen to twenty two. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all, irrespective of how we got here, in what he's building. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. I I love this picture that Paul lays out. There's so much good stuff in here. But that doesn't mean it's easy to grab hold of and live out. But it does mean that we get to wrestle it out together. Like me, you, us, God. Which I think is usually quite fun. So um, I'm going to do something now that I expect, or I know, makes me more uncomfortable than it is going to make you. But... These are actual questions that I want you to answer out loud, not quietly in your head. Um, So in these verses, what stood out to you? And what's great? Or what grates on you a bit? And so just shout at me. You don't need to give me a mini-preach. Please don't. Um, But yeah, just good to hear kind of... What sticks out to you? What do you think is great? What is um, challenging? Throw some things at me. Brick by brick. Any particular reason? Yeah. Hmm. Nice. I like that. Brick by brick. Anyone else? Yeah. That we all fit in. Yeah. That's huge, isn't it? Anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Anyone else? Oh, sorry, Alan. I right. Yeah, good foundations. Tony. Yeah. Yeah, nuts. <laughs> God being quite at home. Anyone else? Anything else? So say that again. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I like that. Thanks, Ben. Desmond. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. Nice. Anyone else? Yeah. Members of God's household. Hmm. Yes. Irrespective of how we got here. Caroline. Yeah. 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 There's a challenge in that, isn't it? Certainly. Cool. Um. Thank you. Oh, Steve. What? Susie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that a bit. Jesus Christ is a cornerstone that holds all parts together. Um, for me, my um, as I was reading these verses, um, my kind of summary is now, because of Jesus, everyone is a brick. And go with me on this. <laughs> I love like Paul's kind of uncompromising bluntness in this. It says that anyone and everyone belongs in this weird and wonderful family of Jesus followers. And it doesn't matter how you got here, like we said. If this has always been a part of who you are, or if you're not actually really sure how or why you're even here, whether you feel like you're a brick or not, quite simply, you are. We are all Bricks. And there's no question about the collectiveness in these verses. Like Paul uses the word all quite a few times. Like he says, he's using us all, irrespective of how we got here. And yeah, as Susie said, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. Um, the holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. And I like as well that we get um, that kind of healthy check of perspective, like it's God who is doing the building, like God is the architect of this whole thing Jesus is the first and vital brick laid that all other bricks are built around and I don't know about you but this makes me breathe a little bit easier like this whole thing that we're talking about, it's not all on us, it can't be, it shouldn't be, like it needs to be God laying the bricks And they all need to be oriented around Jesus. Like, that's a bit of a relief, isn't it? But, there's always a but. Like, we don't just sit back passively at a distance with our feet up, like binoculars out to kind of check out what God's up to. Like, we are all bricks. And God wants and needs all of our bricks to be a part of what he's building. And if we're going to build together, we need to know and own the crazy and immense value that God places on the size and shape of our individual brick. And that isn't always easy, is it? Like To do that, we need to trust God to accept he sees the kind of value in us as we are right now. And we need to trust that God's view on what is possible with us is probably quite different to what we think. And we need to lean on the bricks around us and trust that somehow, some way, God is fitting us together, brick by brick, around Jesus. And he can, and he will, make us into something awesomely, unexpectedly beautiful together. Uh, when Stu spoke a couple of weeks ago, um, he shared a prayer by St. Brendan. And there was, a, there was a sentence in it that uh, really jumped out at me. And it was the bit that said, uh, Give me the faith to leave old ways and break fresh ground with you. And it was that breaking fresh ground thing that like, felt like it kind of slapped me around the face a bit. And obviously, so I googled... <laughs> I do a lot of Googling, um, breaking fresh ground. And in case you're interested, it was a phrase used in the 1670s. Um, but it literally meant to dig or plough the ground in order to plant or seed. And I think this uh, links to Paul's word in Ephesians about when he says, we see it taking shape day after day. Like We might not know the exact detail, we might not know the precise destination, time of arrival, but we move. Like We don't wait until we know everything we think we should know or want to know before we take the next step. We break some ground and we plant some stuff. And as we move, as we trust God with our bricks, we begin to see it. Day after day, we get a new perspective. We see God moving bricks around, sticking them together. And kind of as I said before, I think we might be surprised to see what he's actually doing with us. Because God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So, our third little bit. Um, we're going to yeah finish this morning by looking at a bit of a verse from Isaiah 58, verse 11. And in this, God says, you will be. Um, and this is the verse. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Um, uh, nearly two years ago at a prayer breakfast, I felt like this verse was something that God was speaking over us as a church. And I saw at the time, and I still see, like a really clear picture of our church building on Filton Avenue. And there's water flowing from the front entrance out into the streets. And there are loads of different fruit trees or kind of like trees around the front. And people um, just milling around, walking in and out around the building. And it's really alive. And at the time, um, a couple of years ago, I asked um, Chris Denyer to sketch out what was in my head. Which um, is obviously an impossible thing to ask anyone to do. Um, But yeah. I think she's done like a, a really cool job here. Just wanted to share that with you. And Chris, I know that you're not going to like what I've done with that, or like I've squished it a bit. And, but forgive me. <laughs> um, but this is um, this is a really cool verse and picture. Um, like when you kind of like get in amongst it. But it's bothered me. Because for the last two years, off and on, this is what I've been throwing at God. Great picture, God. I love it. Totally on board with it. But how? What? Like, what? What do we need to do to get here? What do we not need to do to get here? Is this a thing for now? Is this something for the future? What are you saying? What's the plan? It's getting kind of like increasingly whiny as I uh, say that, <laughs> um, and I've I've shared this picture before, and like I feel a little bit weird sharing it again, but like this picture isn't shifting, and and I think, and please please pray on this, that this picture is God's vision for us as a church, and like specifically. God speaking to us, Ebby Church, now. And yeah, this vision, it's a vision of a place, um, a family where all people, and I mean all people, are welcome. Where anyone can come and experience what we call the living water that Jesus offers where the life-bringing stuff that is Jesus just flows out from us into all the places and spaces we do life. It's a place where practical needs are met and it's a place where all kinds of cool and unusual fruit grows and grows generously. And in um, John chapter 7, uh, verses 37 to 38, Jesus throws out Well, actually shouts out, um, this invitation. Let anyone, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Let anyone who is thirsty. This is an invitation, and with all invitations, we get to choose what we do with it. But, this invitation is for every single one of us here. It's also for our friends and our family, our neighbours, our work colleagues, our communities, the people we don't like. You get the idea. This is an invitation for everyone. Let anyone who is thirsty. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. This is a vision that can only be God-breathed into reality. We can't make this happen in our own strength. Um, This needs to be a thing that we look to build together. Me, you, God, every single one of our specific bricks around Jesus. And we need to pray. So, I'm going to stop here. And I guess the questions to ask are, what do you think? What's your response? Like, are you up for working out how we take the next step, how we build together? As I said, I don't have a master plan to lay out, but yeah, I think God's speaking, and so yeah, what's our response in that? Uh, I'm going to pray. Father God, we come to you now being so aware of our um, humanness, brokenness. Um, Yeah, Holy Spirit, we need your breath, your life-giving breath. yeah will you will you fill us and Father, I pray that you will um speak to each one of us and together um, about what you think of us. And the brick that we bring. Yeah, will we see the crazy and immense value that you place on us as we are right now? Thank you that with you, anything, anything is possible, that you can do way more than we ask or imagine. And yeah, we lay this vision before you and th- the words that you're speaking. will you work in us and through us breathe in us on us um, so we can be yeah like a well watered garden like a spring whose waters never fail God ask that this church will be a place where anyone and everyone can hear your invitation to encounter you jesus to yeah receive your living water yeah father where our view of church and what it can be or should be is too small where it's not right and not you will you um will you work in us yeah will you help us to take the next step with you Will you guide us and lead us? Amen.